Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley. Director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. Officer Barry Maple. Jim Titus. I am drinking Cabernet right now. Oh, yeah. I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Well, it's Matt and Kim, you guys. There's wine and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, so where do you live? <laughs> Hi, this is Hugh Collins, and you're listening to Cabernet and A. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? An A. Hey, you guys. It's Cabernet and A. Woo-woo-woo. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing a late-night pre-tape. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday. It's not that late. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not late, though, because... You, we all have long weeks. Yeah. You you had work today. I didn't really work today, so I'm kind of like, what are you talking about? It's the weekend. I did karaoke. I hung out. What happened to our wine? Oh, I didn't open it because I wasn't sure which one you wanted. Oh, shit. Which one do you want? We don't have to drink the nice one. Do you want to drink the shitty one? Whatever. What do you want? <laughs> I can't make up Tell a decision. Want. I only want one glass, so don't open the good one because yeah, then we won't finish one. it. Okay, um, I'll open it. You do the business or do... Okay, I'll do the business. And think about, you know, your life. (laughs) I have so much going on with my life. Um, So if you're listening to us, thank you so much. You're listening to us on Podbean, Stitcher, or iTunes. Um, Please feel free to review us. We absolutely love reviews, good or bad. We always want to hear what you think. We appreciate your thoughts. We appreciate your feedback. We're always doing stuff to try and make this podcast better. Um, We're actually using a different microphone tonight because uh, Chelsea uh, brought the microphone into work and has not brought it home yet. So she's doing great, though. Yes, you can. Oh, she scared her cat when she screamed that. Um, If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm starting a buddy cop movie with Tanuki. So look forward to that. Um, I think all of the reviews are ones that we've read. Um, so many of you wrote such nice things about the John Bonet thing. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, people just sent in a lot of fun stuff. There was um, another crazy case that. Uh, oh, that Madeline case. Yeah. You know, that, you know that case, like the girl that was kidnapped from on vacation. I never. <gasps> I did not recall hearing that and went into an internet hole thanks to I believe it was LGBT Tom that sent it or was it Homo Odyssey either way both of them um, were awesome about tweeting about my uh, appearance on the shade of it all thank you guys so much for listening those of you who like RuPaul's Drag Race um, our good friend Katie Kampa, who's been on this podcast, yes. is doing um, a podcast about the season of All Stars, and it's with her and Sharon Paul and Kyle, who has a lot of last names and middle names. I forget your names, Kyle, but Kyle's <laughs> super smart and knows everything about Drag Race, so it's really turned it up a notch. Um, the show is always really fun, though. Go back and listen to old ones. The Shade of It All podcast. Um, so I was on last week, and I'm live. I'm just living and dying for this season of All Stars, guys. I just want to say that. Like this week's Chelsea was one of the best fashion runways I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! I'm like, 
I just want to watch the runway over and over and over. It was so cool because it was all about transforming outfits. I love it. And I so they like the started one look and ended the other look. Oh, so cool. Anywho, doll. Um, the wine we're drinking tonight is <laughs> the shitty wine. It's a it was literally like four dollars or five dollars. They didn't have the, any of the wines that we usually get. That fucking that wine store on the corner. I won't say names. I um, feel like we talk about Grand every podcast. Well, they like don't have any varieties anymore. They're getting worse and worse. Also, it's so weird because it's giant and they keep doing all these renovations. But yet and they, they like the, the selection gets it's, lower and lower somehow. It is seriously so. I'm like, is this a trick? Um, also, Sue, because I also forgot the headphone splitter, so I'm the only one listening on the headphones. So Sue doesn't uh, know, but just be careful. You can like hear since we're using the microphone that's like close to the table. Oh. You can hear if you like touch or if you like, you know. The touch, the feel of cotton. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, you can hear the touch. Um, table. So it's Frontier Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it's yeah. not horrible. It's, I haven't started drinking yet because I'm drinking wine from when Sue and <laughs> the podcast, Babe Parker, we were all hanging out on Wednesday and got really drunk and I forgot to cork the last bottle of wine and it was like half a bottle of wine so it's been open since Wednesday and I finished it. It was not bad. That was a good wine. That was the... Um, the Malbec, I think, the Mendoza, yeah, uh, Mendoza, no Mendoza, one. I, I forget the name of it, yeah, but it was good. It was good. Guys, all we're right. all doing great. We're all doing great. Um, so today we watched. Oh wait, hold on. I feel like I had another shout out. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> today we watched Mona Mania, which yeah. is one of those things where, like, I think we've come to the point now. Because we've skipped around so much, we're like, how did we not watch this? Did we watch this? We love this episode. We're like watch having this? a panic. We're like, like maybe two ten years. Yeah. Sue was like, how do we watch this? And we're like, oh shit, but we had it. I mean, we have. We've we have For, several times, and we yeah. also probably rewatched it one right before we um, interviewed Norman Buckley, Who directed because episode. he directed this episode, and I have to say. Just fantastic, phenomenal direction in yeah. this episode. Amazing. Like, That's why even, because Sue was like, I love how this like scene is directed. And she's like, let me look up who did it. Oh, obviously Norman. And Chelsea even called it beforehand. She was like, I bet it's Norman. And like it was like, our friend Norman Buckley. Here you go. <laughs> it's just so interesting because there's the quiz off, and we'll get to it in a second in more detail. But like the quiz off between Mona and Spencer their makeup's on point. The lighting is so like it looks like quiz show. Do you remember that movie yeah. and that and that show from the fifties? It just very much feels so great, and everyone just has these individual spotlights, almost like interrogation lights on them. And it's just, I, I loved watching it. It tickled me. Totally. Um, and this 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 whole episode is so good. Yeah, this is a good episode. And there's a lot to uh, unpack here. Oh my god, wait, sidebar. Today, okay, so I'm working on, oh, I don't think it's been announced yet. Well, okay. A show. I'm working on a show. It's it's basically a special to promote, um, you know, the importance of registering to vote and voting. Oh, thank God. That's important, guys. it is important shit. Canivote.org, by the way. Find out where you're voting. Find out if you can, if you're registered. find out if you guys, seriously. Please. Um, but, so, I was kicking around with the other uh, writer that I'm working on it with, 
and he was like, what's another way, you know, like, and then coming up, we're gonna, but like, it's kind of like a heady topic, so we would wanna be like, we're gonna chat about, or we're gonna talk about, like, we're, we're gonna discuss, but then that's too, like, kind of, like, downer, or we're gonna, we're gonna, like, we're gonna dive in, we're gonna dig in, and I'm like, maybe we're going to unpack. <laughs> Yay! Yes, 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 And yes, I didn't yes. know, and then I saw it, like, yeah, so we have that in the script. <laughs> coming, Yay! Coming up, we're gonna, gonna unpack. unpack. <sighs> okay, anyways. Guys, so, we're all going to unpack like we just went for a semester abroad. <laughs> Kelly Noonan just really Noonan wins that one. Oh, she's fantastic. Hashtag she's going to be doing a, an episode coming up, and so is Babe, and um, possibly Babe's fiance, Leo. Yes. Um, Leo I'm Martin. indisposed for a while. I'm, like, missing a bunch of Tuesdays because of fucking reasons of life. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we've got to bank some episodes, but we've got a bunch of fun stuff. And we also found out that Troyan's in a Lifetime movie. I've set my DVR. Um, it's, uh, we're going to talk about that at some point, hopefully, with a friend of the podcast, Chris Lambert, yes. who let us know about it. So we've got a lot of exciting things for Bridge Season um, and all sorts of really uh, juicy gems coming up. Uh, but let's dive into the episode. Dive in. 315, Monomania. There's an old movie on about somebody who keeps a head in a hat box. Yeah, and so it was sort of, we are like, hashtag spoiler alert for Noel Kahn's head rolling seasons later. Oh, good call. Oh, that's what I thought you meant when you said that, because that's what I meant. No. Oh, that's so funny. I was thinking, like, it's just a head in a box. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it for that, because then that reminded me. Well, of, because Arya's face was just like, oh, dad. Spoiled it, dad. No, but I was thinking of that as, you know, I mean, obviously not actually, but funny that they talk about that and then the recent null head beheading uh, of this last season. But also, uh, one of my coworkers today, she said that she remembered, she's like obsessively going back and reading old interviews and like looking at old shit that like the PLLs did for press at, ahead of this season 7A. Because oh, they, interesting. Because they, is this Chandler? This is actually, so she's not a direct co-worker. She's just someone I've known forever. That oh, okay. We work tangentially, just like both at MTV and different projects. Jenny Slater. Shout out to Jenny Slater. Why is Jenny not on the podcast? I we got to get Jenny on the Jenny podcast. Jenny should be on the podcast. Jenny We're be on both the podcast. pointing to the chair Jenny, where Jenny, Jenny would sit. Why aren't you on the podcast? <laughs> Jenny, what are you doing? Why aren't you here? Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Long-time MTV uh, executive producer. But so... Um, she was like that. She said that she heard, um, or I'm sorry. She just I think like stumbled across an old interview or something where uh, the cast and Marlene were like, "Oh, this is gonna be a you know big season. Heads are gonna roll." <gasps> so like oh! this foreshadowing that we never picked up on. She that's just, amazing. So like, oh, that's really fun. So then she was like, "I gotta go back and look." Um, that's so yeah. smart. Um, so we see Arya and her daddy issues because this is back in the time where we believe that Byron's a bad guy. Right. And also, Toby is a bad guy. Or, I mean, yeah. well, he's not, but this is the Toby A team. Yeah, and Chad Lowe is just so good at being creepy. Like, so, so good. good. So good. For someone who, like, we've genuinely seen him care about Arya at times, like, his creepiness is at 11, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yes, I'm, I'm uh, all in on his creepiness. Also, um, it's funny to think, I was thinking this right at the end, it's funny to think, I mean, this was the beginning of the CC era. It's just funny to, like, 
pull back and keep that in context yeah. next time you're watching episodes from the season that, like, Cece's pulling the strings. Well, it makes sense to me because there's a part where they're talking about how Lucas is working for Mona and he's giving something to Jason De Laurentiis. And I'm like, oh, this is the way that Cece is getting to her family. I think Cece's trying to give clues to her family so so that they kind of can work their way back to her. That's so interesting. I like that. So let's go keep going, though. Um, So it's really funny because I was thinking about how Arya has daddy issues, and then we cut to Hannah, Spencer, and Emily doing sleuthing. They're like, second scene in, going sleuthing. And uh, they're looking for shit in the basement that creepy Harold was keeping because this is the time when Harold was still a thing and uh, he had that layer in the school and they mention Arya and Hannah's just like girl I got my own daddy issues like I don't need your daddy issues and I just kind of loved that because I was just like the daddy issue thing really did give me an idea of just how it frames their relationships too like Arya with Ezra does kind of make sense because she did need a father figure her father figure was such a bad one like her parents treated her like friends and I think that's really where everything fell apart in my mind I will be your father figure I'm waiting for a chance to bring it back till the end of time um but no, like, so yeah. it does make sense that she's with Ezra. Like, I feel like we're always just like, why is this happening? What's going on? But, like, Byron and Ella treat their kids like equals, yeah. which is fine, yeah. but they're also, like, friends. And that's how they got into the spot where, like, he's just like, yo, bro, daughter, Arya, like, yeah. you know I'm cheating, but, like, don't say anything to your mom. We cool? Yeah, yeah. We cool? And, like, she's just, like, I guess so, dude. And, like, but you're my dad. You're not my dude. Yeah, and now she has daddy issues. I mean, good point. We must have talked about this before. I'm sure, but it's just something I want to bring back. Yeah. And, like, ugh, don't even get me started on Tom Marin. Oh, God. R.I.P. What happened to him? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just went off with his horrible new wife and horrible new daughter. Never forget when Rourke Critchlow... <laughs> you will never forget. I almost brought him up just so you could say that. And by almost, I mean definitely. Sorry, guys. Um, so then they go to, they, they go to, this is when they find out that the layer of Harold is, uh, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I was just, I'm sorry. I was just thinking because I feel like every time I put my wine down to put down so slow because I hear it. Even though I'm putting it down so gently, I can hear it because the microphone is there. But then I'm like, if I put it, hold on. Like, I'm just wondering if I put it, like, on there, but then you can, like, hear the rest of it. See, you guys, you're hearing all the things that are happening. You don't care. So maybe I should just hold my wine and gesture. We should gesture with our wine. We should gesture with our wine. Um, So there's... You know why, though? Hold on. No, but listen. Hold on a second. You guys go through this. I actually think that this is making it worse because it's because I've used this before without this thing. Yeah, this is like hold on, hold on, hold on. We had like a little koozie on it. I know, and we had now. a koozie. 
No, see, the koozies make, yeah, this is making it worse. Okay, no koozie, yeah, guys. No koozie, all right. Sorry, guys. So hopefully the sound right now is, like, so much better and life is great. <laughs> so, Harold's layer is gone. And all there is is a notebook. And I, I forget who it is. It's like, oh, no, there's still a notebook. And, like, Spencer's like, bitch, please. Turns, opens it. It's, like, some A message. Like, are you fucking kidding me, A? Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. you think it's that easy? So then they regroup at the brew and no one can sleep. Like, no one slept. Everyone's kind of, like, crazed. They're drinking tons of coffee, which always makes me think of Corey. And he's just like, these girls drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> it's never not okay. Has any actual coffee in the cup. Um, wait, just, go ahead. They're talking about their nightmares. Right, right, right. Which I thought was interesting because Ezra and her dad and Ari's dad are playing parts in her dreams. She's lying to Ezra right now, and then her dad's like kind of a killer in her mind, and then her teeth fall out. And then uh, Hannah's is that she pulls all of her hair out. And then Spencer's talking about the academic de- decathlon. And then Mona comes back. The very next day, and the Mona came back. The very, very next day. day. Um, yes. So wait. We're not even in the part where Lucas is in the basement yet. Or no, we went past that. Yeah, I went past that. Sorry. I forgot I that A ran out and it was Lucas. It's fine. I just, it's not even like it was Noto who's trying to like keep track of events. Where yeah, we are. There, uh, got it right. Okay, cool. Um, so, Mona, so Mona's back. She explains to them that she basically framed Harold for the bombing of Meredith. Right. Right, which, okay. I was, well, wait. Can we skip ahead to where, or does it matter if we say who actually blew up the shed? Because actually when this scene was happening, my first thought was, who the fuck actually blew up the shed? Because at first I was like, oh, maybe it was Mona who blew up the shed. But Mona was near the shed. Right. But I was like, maybe she was somehow involved. I I was just trying to remember, because I actually just couldn't really remember how this all played out. I was like, oh, that's right. Mona tried to divert attention and place the blame on Hector. So that, and I was like, why? Maybe because she did it. But it really was just for, to protect the girls. It really was just to throw them a bone and help them for not being accused. I mean, right? Because then if Lucas is the one who then later admits that he did I don't it, think the girls were near there when it was but blown I mean, up. But I mean, weren't, wasn't the blame like shifted to them? Or at least Byron was like thinking it was them. Oh, so, yeah. So wasn't she... Or was she doing it to protect Lucas? Because she knew Lucas actually did it. Why did well, she? Because she was. Or did she just want to get rid of Hector? Did she just? I, I'm sorry, not Hector. Harold. Did no, Lucas was trying to get rid of Mona. Because Mona was by the shack. He was trying to blow her up because but she's. Why trying... did Mona blame it on Harold? Was it to protect either the liars or Lucas from being accused, or was it just to fuck up Harold's life? Maybe she thought that the liars did it. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. They've thrown a bomb before. True. Um, and so she was like, oh. I, but I think she also needed to get rid of Harold. That's what I I'm think thinking. Harold needed to get to go. I'm thinking maybe she got, yeah, she's trying to get rid of Harold. What's the larger story? Is Harold just another Felicia? Or is there, like, a bigger picture of Harold here? I think it goes a little bit further, just that the Lost Woods 
comes back and he's still kind of a thing, but I don't feel like he's somebody where it's like, could could he be a? No, he's not. Right. Spoiler. It's over. He's do you think done. Cece knows Harold. Like, how did Harold get involved? Does Harold have a backstory? Well, Harold owns the Lost Woods Resort, and that's where the alley transfer happened, right. and that's all those other things. So, so I think, I think Harold knows some secrets. You know, Harold's seen some shit go down. Right. Harold's seen some shit. And Harold's also very much like the psycho killer. So I think there's also just like always a creepiness factor. I think he's right. an interesting character. I don't. I wouldn't say he's a Felicia because I do think that he pulls some threads together here and there. Okay. But I and I do love his character because I think it's just there's your Hitchcock right. character. Right. And um, so yeah, Lucas tried to blow up Mona, and then we get Paige. Okay. Okay. What I I turned to, so Paige is talking about how she's freaked out ever since Halloween, and I just like turned to Chelsea and I'm just like Paige would have fucking died the, the second the dollhouse happened. Yes. Like. Yes. And I get it. Like, in some ways, I I'm trying to find goodness in Paige always because I'm just like maybe there's something there, but like. I think she's supposed to be part of our almost reality of, like, these girls should be a lot more afraid than they are. That's interesting, yeah. These girls are going through so much psychological and insane torture that it's almost like it's every day to them. They're like, oh, of course somebody slashed your tire and you're stuck in the middle of the woods. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go run after them. I'm tired of being treated like this. Right. Because this is Thursday. Right. (laughs) In PLL world, like, this is just like, oh, okay, woke up this morning, had some cereal, A, probably fucked with my cereal, made them all A's, and then I, you know, like, went to school, someone tried to run over my boyfriend, you know, like, shit like this happens every five minutes to these girls. So Paige being like, I'm afraid to leave the house, like, Emily's like, I would have died by now. And I get that ugh, the whole strong woman thing drives me nuts, too, for some reason. Oh, my God, when Paige goes, I didn't tell you because you like strong women, right? It's like, just stop existing, Paige. It just bothers me because Paige is constantly comparing herself to Emily's exes, where I feel like Emily is not ever going there. Right. Like, I feel like Emily's new girlfriend, she starts each relationship less like, oh, you're a girl... You love lady parts. I like you. You seem nice. And, like, Paige is just like, you're thinking about all the other girls before me. And, like, Emily is kind of like, nah, I should have a t-shirt that says it's not that deep. You know, like, I feel like that's what Emily would put. Because Emily's just like, hey, I might be killed. I was just thinking that this isn't a part where I'm getting killed. Right. (laughs) Like, this is great. Right. Should we talk about the smart team thing, power struggle? <laughs> the smart team thing, power struggle. Whatever that whole thing was. The academic decathlon. Yeah, that. The smart team. It's a power struggle. <laughs> um, so there's a smart team thing, power struggle, where they're like having a meeting of the academic decathlon, and Mona's like shows up, and it's a surprise to Spencer because Spencer's obviously like, I'm gonna be the captain. She thinks she has the captain on fucking lock. Well, because what's his face like Bert or Buzz or Bobby? 
he went on a ride on his boat his bike and uh the bike uh was tampered with by mona let's be honest it's definitely mona you know okay here's something that is so silly okay tell me if i'm wrong the intricacies of the motivations behind actions and like the plot lines of season three are kind of complicated and convoluted and hard to follow I like season three a lot, but there are still like, how many times have we watched all of these episodes? All of these episodes. And even still in this, I feel like it took me this long to watch this episode again for the like literal probably double digits time and be like, oh, so okay, this whole, well, this is just gonna make me sound like an idiot, but like, oh, that like this kid bike being tampered with and him falling off his bike and not being able to be involved in the decathlon and then like is all and then like Mona becoming captain it's all part of the plan to like break Spencer down even from this early on and I don't know why but here's why I'm pointing that out not that I guess obviously in hindsight that's obvious but at the time I remember it just felt like hard to even put all the pieces together for me. Well, Does and that make sense? Like it just yes, because like, at the, the time... Fuck? You're just trying to break this one person down? Like, what is going on? We're not sure if Mona's bad. Right. I think right. that's it, because we're also being told, like, thrown all these other people. And this is where there's the A-team. So we're like, there's other people, there's other... There's something else out there. So... This is also the time where Ezra's off writing his book. Right, so there's also Ezra stuff. And I think there was a plan to make Spencer bad. And I think that That's was right. also... She that, yeah. So I think that was also part of it is like, they're breaking her down. Well, she was bad for like a day. Yeah. But that's later on. Right. But they're breaking her down because it is part of the whole thing later on and she's also the strongest leader of the girls like after Allie's gone Spencer and Allie were always kind of butting heads because they were both the smartest of the group and the most cunning of the group Allie disappears dies what have you Spencer became the de facto leader once the girls got back together like Hannah was a queen bee with Mona but then the girls come back together when Arya's back in town, and so Spencer's the new head of the snake right. that you have to cut off. Because right. it's not like, right. oh, let's let's make Emily think she's crazy. What is everybody going to do? Keep existing. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, what are you going to do without Hannah? Point. Like, she's great, but, like, now you don't have the comic relief. Right. Now, what are you going to do with Arya? Oh, we've, we've lost our love story. Yeah. But, like, with Spencer, she's really the driving force of, like, she's all go-go gadget about all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And so when she's, if she's out of commission, you could really run these girls better. And. Such a good point. I mean, I think that seasons go on and we see that, like, Hannah is a more integral part of everything. But at this point, like, I don't think any of the girls have really come into their own fully. Right. That's a really, really good, good way to look at it, too. But I never did before. Andrew is really cute in this episode. Like, I'm obsessed with him in this episode. That's literally my next note I wrote. 
I want to like huddle up with Andrew and watch PBS till the cows come home. <laughs> we live in the country in the scenario. <laughs> um, there, I like it. There's also a fun quote: "Put on your Hastings face and spank her." Said by Andrew. Uh, that's somewhat sexy. It's kind of sexy. So basically, they're just like Andrew's gonna coach Spencer to help her get ready to beat Mona. But then, I mean, we're skipping stuff, whatever. But you want to just finish up with the storyline, like basically. Then they go to the smart people thing, and it's, like, really fun lighting and well-directed, and we touched on this a little bit, and... But then they start getting into the whole quiz, and Spencer sees Mona being weak, and Andrew's like, all right, let's break, and she's just like, I don't need no fucking break, let's go, and that's exactly how she says yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly, literally exactly how she says it. And so, she, I was joking with Chelsea that uh, the Anchorman 2 part when he's ice skating and it's like, Icarus, the mythology of flying too close to the sun. <laughs> like, because it was, she, she really was just a victim of her own hubris and was like, I got this. I'm going to give it to you. All these, what's it, the Baltic nations or whatever. Whatever. And give them to you in alphabetical order. And like... Mona's just like, mm, Latvia, ooh, Ukraine, and, like, Spencer's just like, oh, fuck, and, like, she messes it up, she can't remember, and then... She ruins her life. Yeah, and then she has to repeat all of them, and Andrew's like, and she's like, do you right. want it by, yeah. And Spencer fucks it up, so then Mona, like, steals it and does all of them, and, yeah, she's like... Gross domestic product, or... Or Median, population. Yeah, or population or something like that. Something like that. Or, yeah, something something like that. Oh, Mona. So she wins, and Spencer's devastated, and then Hannah comes to, like, I think this like, is, like, one of the first times school. that we've seen a real big... I mean, have we seen Spencer lose stuff, really? I feel like she's always pretty... Yeah, no, I mean... On the top of her game. So this is a pretty big thing for her to be like, I lost. this time, before we see, like, drugged out Spencer and stuff, you know? Like, at this yeah. time, it's, like, very big deal. So she loses, and Hannah goes to, like, pick her up from school, and is, like, tells off Mona on her behalf, which is kind of fun. It was a really good scene. Yeah, I think... she's like, fuck off, Mona, stop being a cunt to me and all my friends. I'm gonna make a meme about you and tweet it. So can't sit off. here. You can't sit with us. Um, and Mona's just like, what, what? And then turns around and is like, um, So I feel like that was a great moment. Um, if you were Hannah, would you keep it going to visit and like championing? Maybe she wasn't championing Mona, but at the beginning of the season, how she was visiting her so much. I would totally. Would you have? I don't know if I would have. If there was somebody who I was friends with, who was willing to do that much fucking shit for me, and she's found insane, I'd want to keep myself on my on her good side and also be like, what did I do to drive you crazy? And I think that's Hannah's big motivation okay, is just like sense. trying to understand Mona's motivations. Because in her mind, she was like, we were friends. My other friends came back. I decided to play Barbies with them for a little while. Doesn't mean we'll never play Barbies together. Like, I feel like it was kind of like, make new friends, share the old silver gold to Hannah. But then Mona was like a little needy, and Hannah had all these crazy things. 
but it was Mona. So it's like, I, I get how Hannah has conflicted feelings about Mona, and I do think that I would go visit her. Was that, what a time to be alive, just like playing Barbies, when that was like your agenda? Oh my god, I had so much fun. I played Barbies well into middle school. Oh, fuck yeah. Barbies are the shit, or also Gem. I mean, I was a big Gem and the Holograms devotee, so I played But Gem compared to your Barbies was always kind of... It was a weird body difference. It was. Because Jem why, had flat feet. Yeah, but that's also why Jem was the shit. Because she didn't have huge tits and, like, weird, pointy, like, uh, high heel toes. She had, like, a normal body. She had, like, normal-sized boobs. She had mm-hmm. um, hands that were, like, mobile. You could, like, yeah. move her hands. And, yeah, her feet were flat, not, like, weirdly frozen in, like, a wedge shape. And not like she had like a normal size, she'd have like a sporty fit, like not like like a normal size waist. But like next to the Barbies, she looked like a total Barb from Stranger Things, which you have to watch. I do. Um and we should watch that and talk about it on here because it is good. I love it. I I thought it was gonna be too scary, guys. Wasn't too scary. I mean I'll probably have nightmares about other things instead of that <laughs> so that's good although every time my lights flicker i do scream will um you'll get it sometime i'll tell you when you're older <laughs> speaking of scary things should we talk about just like crazy meredith and the or she's not really in this episode yeah i guess but just like the Byron no she story. was in she was in it because like there's like that domestic abuse thing that goes on between Let, them and the papers the whole byron like the whole one of the big things in this episode is that what we a little bit touched on earlier we're supposed to believe be suspicious of Byron right now that's who they're trying to make us suspicious of and this is the part when Arya found um at the very beginning of this episode when they mm-hmm. went down to the basement they found the letters I'm sorry the journal pages in LA's journal that said oh yeah I met Byron that night and like I was blackmailing him and shit and Arya's like the fuck so she takes the pages hides them in a shoe Someone steals him out of the shoe. It's a whole fucking thing. So basically, yeah. she's suspicious of her dad. Someone has these journal pages. Someone knows her secret. Turns out it... Meredith says it was Byron. Meredith says it was Byron. But Meredith has them. She reads them. Meredith is, like, confirming, yeah, yo, like, dude, your dad fucking bailed that night. Yeah. And to, like, punch Allison in the face. And Arya's like, oh, shit, this sucks. So... My question for you is, was, I mean, obviously this is a just plot device to make us suspicious of somebody, but do you think the Byron storyline will ever come up again? Is there like a bigger I desperately want Meredith to be tied to the other crazy people. Like, I would love for her to have a relationship with Bethany Young. Maybe her and um, Big, what's her face? Big Rhonda. Maybe they had a cup of fruit in the commissary together. Sure. Okay. You know, like, I, I, I would just... Everybody just misses and celebrates Big Rhonda. Yeah. 
but um, I actually found myself more than once checking her IMDb page to see if I will see her in other that things. Because, you know, that's what you do on a Saturday night when you're single in New York City. <laughs> Just checking up on minor, the most minor characters. <laughs> Like, it's just like, you know, guys, I'm not great at doing the online dating, but I am good at doing IMDb stalking. Don't fucking do, well, I guess I shouldn't say that, because there are good people on there. I'm that one there. But, true or false, does my boyfriend have a very minimal, have we talked about this? (laughs) This sentence is going (laughs) places. Oh no! Wait. Like a minimal, like essence of Ian Harding. Um. I want to show you side by side. Keep talking about something. I'm gonna pull the. Side I don't by know. Side. Maybe I could see the smile being similar. I'm pull the side by side. You'll see. It all I comes together, you. guys. It always yeah. comes back. To also, yellow. he says hello. I forgot at the beginning of the podcast. He was texting. I said, "Do you want to give a shout out?" He said yes, and then um, he said he would like to give a toast to the douchebags. Oh, Baba Booey. Also, Kanye West uh, reference. Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry. My my references are much older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think people do Baba Booey Howard Stern anymore. Is Baba Booey even alive anymore? He might be dead. Guys, somebody check on Baba Booey. All right. Uh, well, that's the last note I had, so whatever else you have, let's just keep doing this. What did we skip? So, um... I wanted to talk about how there are 42 clubs at Rosewood High. Mona could have been on any of them. But it's still, like, in that moment, I had a flash of... Have you ever seen the movie Rushmore? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite movies. And so it starts out... I would love that. It starts out with this kid, Max, and it shows all the clubs that he's a part of in Rushmore Academy. And there's like a thousand of them. It's like the aviary club, the beekeeper club, like all these different things. And like, I just had Spencer in all of those scenes. Cause I just feel like, don't you just feel like Spencer was like the omnipresent student in all these different clubs and things. Even though like we saw her in field hockey and then this club, and I don't think she was in many other things, but she was like, there's always these tangential, like, oh, that's in Latin club. Ooh, sorry. But like, I don't, I just feel like, there are 42 other clubs. I bet you're a part of 40 of them, Spencer. Right, right. Like, you didn't give her a ton. Um, right. There was something else. Oh. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 Right on the podcast. Yeah, We're going to do I'm it on the podcast. The yeah, I'll do it. Okay, I love you. Um, Aunt Sue's there for her nephew. I'll be there for you. Um, Lucas's room is basically a leftover set from the Big Bang Theory. I wrote that that out because I feel like it's all like Batman toys and comic books. Yes. I just feel like they like they were like, hey, can we borrow these props for an hour? And then they set, they dressed his room, and then they brought it back. Um, do, do, do. I liked the techno music that was in the back of the quiz off as well. Everything about the quiz off was great. 
Um, we know that Toby slashed Emily's trier, and there's more people out there. A text says they can't cut Mona. I think that's basically everything. Um, I really feel like there is a storyline we're not thinking of. Is that it? Hannah goes to Lucas, confronts him about the blackmailing. Meredith and Byron fight. He grabs her hurt arm. Then he closes Arya in her room, which is also super creepy. It's a lot about Garrett's death, and they're all kind of unpacking that from the Halloween episode. Right. Um, I mean... I think that's mostly it. Right? We went through all the girls. Hannah, Spencer, Arya, Emily. Yeah. All right. Um, overall thoughts, feelings, concerns about this episode as it relates to later episodes. I don't know if there are any. I would just absolutely love it if Meredith came back in another way. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Um, See, I don't know if I care. I think what I would like is a center stage sequel. I like that actress. That's right. She's this from center. Is really loud in the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I would love a center stage sequel. I don't really think I care if Meredith is uh, interwoven into the bigger picture. She was great on Suits, but her time is over on that show. Um, I I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if this episode gives us anything. It does definitely make me think about Lucas. I mean... Yeah, Lucas's involvement in the bigger picture. Oh, here's something that I wanted to bring up. Go on. So Lucas, like, firebombs Meredith instead of Mona. Remember when Arya got burnt? She got burnt in, like, the same spot as Meredith at the bridal shower. Oh, my God, what a fucking TVT. That's so interesting. So the bridal shower burned. You just thought of that during this washout? Yeah. That's so interesting. So it's the same burn, so it's either maybe Mona thinks that Arya had something to do with Lucas and is getting back to her, or is Lucas trying to throw firebombs at somebody, because it's his apartment and yeah. his system, Right. so he could have done something. His fireballs. Also, did you know that fireball comes in, you can buy it in like box form, fireball whiskey? Also mix like fireball whiskey and lemonade or something like that. I forget. Chandler and I were looking at it at work the other day. I don't remember the details. Google it. But it's like fireball whiskey in a box. And all I'm saying is like, are we interested? In fireball whiskey in a box? No, that sounds disgusting. But look, our best friends are all together. It's Mara Heron, Katie Kampa, and Selena Kopic just sent us a picture oh. saying that they miss me. I think I'm you so probably happy. got one. You probably got one. They probably know that we're together. No. Let's be honest. We're... Was that a text? Yeah. Uh, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> and that I miss them more. And I just texted Mara the other day and she's dead to me now. Oh. Text her that she's dead to me now. Um, kidding. So, all right. Good episode. Uh, we're going to be here next week with... What's Kelly this probably. we shit? You might not be well, yeah. here. You're going to leave me I'm, all by myself. I'm definitely not no. going to be here if you guys would be recording on Monday. Yeah. Because Monday I'm doing uh, Pat Dixon's New York City Crime Report web show. 
Ooh, fun. And a subsequent set at New York City Comedy Club. So if you're in New York City. Check out Chelsea White. They're, you're, they're not going to hear this until Wednesday. Fuck. <laughs> You've missed it. You missed it. You could have done it. This is why you have to follow us on social yeah. media, the Chelsea White and the C Funk. I'm bringing it around. Bring I'm bringing it around. around. I'm putting it in a pot, stirring it up, making it spicy. I like it. I'm Take just saying advice. maybe it's still Lucas. Yeah, I am on board with that. What if this has all been a long, long con for Lucas to eliminate everyone so he could be with Hannah? <laughs> I'd be... At this point, I'd be fine with anything. Can I say also... As a desperate plea, Kaylin White, you're my sister. If you're <laughs> listening, I love you. It was your birthday on September 9th. I don't even know if I mentioned it last week when it would have been more topical. Um, I still haven't sent you a card or a present. This is unacceptable. Oh. Well, I've meant, like, I've talked to her about it. I've, I've, ta- I've texted with her about the fact that I am a delinquent sister this year in terms of birthdays. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. She's working on times. it. I'm working on it. Um, you know, I'm trying to just facilitate the best gift possible for you. <laughs> You're the worst. Does she want a Cabernet and egg? <laughs> yeah, Kaylin, do you want a Cabernet and egg? No, she, she's going to get you the best I gift like ever. I already got her. I've definitely got her merch from any of my various ventures throughout my, my life uh, as presents. But one time she has... One time she asked, you know what, here's a good sister. Everyone else is tuned out at this point. That's fine. I used to run a comedy show here in New York City in 2008, 9, and 10 called New Young Comedians, which is a comedy yeah. lounge every Friday night. It's great. And like two years ago, it's been over since 2010, one or two years ago, Caitlin was like, for Christmas this year, I would like New Young Comedians merch. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it for her, and it was so fun. And I ordered some for myself, too, because what a throwback. All right, you guys. <laughs> Kelly and Sue will be here with you next week. Um, or Babe and Leo, but we're going to keep going oh, and we'll be on. Not, not, yeah, yeah, next week, next week. But they'll still miss my, okay, I'm having a lot of trouble in time and space. So we're recording this before, so the whole thing about what I'm doing on Monday, you're going to miss it. I'm sorry. And then next week will be the week after this week, which it is in real time with the magic of TV, podcast, <laughs> radio. <laughs> Vaudeville. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, here All we right. go. Here we go. All here right. We go. Hot stuff. Okay. Hot show. All right. We, we love you. You're the best. Bye. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Yeah. Hey.